his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. The story of parents protesting a policy decision by an entire school district saying, no, sorry, kids, no Halloween parades this year at your local schools, elementary schools. I'll have that story upcoming just to update you on what's happening in the city of Philadelphia with um, three fight. Well, in Chester, I'll say. Three firefighters injured while battling that blaze in Delaware County early Sunday morning, yesterday morning. And we have investigators just trying to figure out the cause of that fire where the three firefighters were injured. So the area was evacuated successfully. But the cause, the origin, that's what investigators on scene want to know. And this is by the Chester Bureau of Fire Marshal's Office, the Chester Police Crime Scene Unit, Delaware County Criminal Investigation Division, as well as the Pennsylvania State Police. They're looking into the cause of that as these firefighters continue to recover, to heal, but uh, maybe a long, a long process for them. We talked about the 12-year-old girl found safe after police say a suspect stole a vehicle from a Philadelphia gas station. This happened in the Roxborough section of the city right there off Ridge Ave, four o'clock in the afternoon, yesterday afternoon. So the little girl, she's okay. And police say they have now caught that suspect. Uh, We don't have the suspect ID'd yet, but that person under arrest. And then we had the shooting in the suburbs of Bucks, Bucks County. A lot of questions swirling around that shooting, turning deadly, a tragic situation for one Bucks County community asking a lot of questions. Two young men killed. Apparently, the men, the young men who were shot, a 30-year-old and a 28-year-old, they're from Philadelphia, but the person who shot them, according to police, is a, tw- is a young man who's not being identified, legal gun owner, who's the one who called 911, stayed on the scene, cooperated fully, and so far, police have said that one remains under investigation, but no charges are expected because... It was actually a case of self-defense. We also had some incidents on Temple's campus and in the city of Philadelphia, multiple shootings. And I continue to follow all of that as we are at 416 homicide victims, tragically, in the city of Philadelphia this Monday, October 10th. The Delaware Supreme Court blocking the state's mail-in voting laws from taking effect. Why? Because the Delaware Constitution, yes, allows for absentee voting, absentee voting, but only in cases of public service. You know, so if you're in a political office, if you are serving in the military overseas, that sort of thing. But the Delaware Supreme Court saying, no, 
not everybody can vote. They were looking at and ruling on the Constitution. And so advocates saying this is a win, and this is the president of the conservative legal nonprofit Public Interest Legal Foundation speaking out and saying it's a, it's a win for the rule of law in Delaware's elections and saying if Delaware lawmakers want to have that mail-in voting, well, it's simple. Just pass a constitutional amendment. And so this is a case that's making national headlines and in some cases national waves with the Delaware Supreme Court blocking the state's mail-in voting laws from taking effect because they were in violation of that state's constitution. So they did so appropriately. All right, I want to get back to one of the stories that I'm focusing on today, and that is on the main line, uh, an entire school district saying, oh, you know, we had planned those Halloween parades. You know, where the kids, I think of this, when my boys were little, and whether they dressed as a, I don't know, they dressed as an animal or they dress as usually their favorite superhero. But in school, I thought it was a great idea that uh, the teachers and the nuns came up with the idea, dress up as your favorite saint so that this is a homemade costume and write a little something, a history of your favorite saint. And it was a great lesson in a faith-based school to talk, a saint or a, you know, somebody who inspired you. So there were many options for, you know, girls and boys, someone who you felt was pivotal in the history of, of your faith. And I thought to myself, wouldn't that be great if a school did that? Hey, why don't we, you know, make a home, write a paper and make a homemade costume that you think represents maybe somebody you consider a hero in our history, a historical figure that you want to celebrate or something of that nature. And you could make it educational and you could incorporate the school day and the lesson depending on the child's age. But in fact, in this particular school district, and we'll go to this report, talking about why, why they would cancel the Halloween parade and what parents think about it. So you'll hear from a mom first. Parents were kind of shocked because they just learned this, by the way, and they, many of them had already bought the costume, had already made the plans. So here it is. Listen in. I think it's just a general huge disappointment. Everyone's so excited. Coming out of COVID, parents like Dominique as Vicky had been looking forward to the Halloween parade at her kid's elementary school. With her son entering second grade at Marion Elementary, it would have been his first Halloween experience there. We're in our new normal post-COVID. We can start doing these large gathering gatherings again. We haven't been able to do things like this for the past two years. Up until recently, she says the parade was on the school calendar. When it no longer was, parents were confused and heard it might be canceled. Today, it was confirmed in these letters sent out by Lower Marion School District's elementary principals. Safety and a sense of belonging for all cited as key reasons. Halloween is a holiday that some of our students don't celebrate for religious or cultural reasons. And in the past, they had sort of sat in the library by themselves while their classmates were having a parade. We have to be realistic about the world in which we live. And the safety and security of our students is always our number one priority. And so we looked at that and 
there are have been in the past literally hundreds of parents and guardians who have come to these parades and just thinking about a perimeter of unscreened adults around an entire elementary school population marching around an open field. Another factor the district says is consideration about upsetting kids whose parents can't attend or families who can't afford costumes. Okay. Do you buy this? First of all, the safety aspect of it. So they're in a contained area and these are parents. My first question is, okay, in at least in most schools, I thought, and in private schools, if you're a parent volunteer and you're in the school with your own kid, you have to go through, um, a, you have to provide your background check. That's in the private schools. And I, and that's why I have, a, I have background checks at the federal level, the state level. And in, because my kids went to faith-based school, we actually had to attend a seminar and sort of get, you know, certified with everything. So it was, it was stringent, but then we received a, an official little pass and it said that we were, we had been, you know, background checked. And I thought, oh, great idea. So I, I thought that was a terrific idea. So if you want that, then make it a policy in your school that anybody who wants to volunteer in the school, especially inside the school during the school day, should have clearances. That's pretty standard procedure. So why not just make, and I'm, I believe that in the public schools, that's the case. If you want to volunteer in the school, you would have had your, your clearances. So that's number one. You could easily do that. It's not difficult to do. I, number two, I just don't buy it. I don't buy the whole safety argument. I mean, I believe in the safety, of course, but schools have been doing this for years. And so that that's kind of a bogus claim. And then they say kids are in the library on, in the library. And why? So I've thought about it and I thought about, you know, friends who are, for example, Jehovah, Jehovah's Witness or coworkers who are Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate holidays. They don't they don't believe in it because why? All of our holidays in America, by the way, the traditional holidays come from pagan traditions. You can look it up, Roman pagan traditions. That's what they are, whether it's Christmas, um, you know, Easter, Easter, why do they have Easter eggs and Easter bunnies? Because when the Romans realized the Christians were actually uh, multiplying in population, they decided, hey, if you can't beat them, join them. And so the Romans then said, well, we have this pagan goddess who's, you know, the fertility goddess, and it's right around the time that those Christians celebrate, you know, the resurrection of Christ. And so we'll just kind of do a combo deal. That's really, if you look at it, that's the basis of many of the holidays that we now celebrate, that they're they're pagan. These are Christian holidays, not Jewish holidays, but Christian holidays, okay? So I'll just, I'll just take you there. So that's why Jehovah's Witnesses don't, don't subscribe to that. So if a child, that, and that's why at the beginning I suggested Make it sort of an educational theme. So instead of dressing up as in those store-bought superhero costumes, which are really expensive, especially this year, I can tell you. That's why I donated a bunch of my kids' costumes because they're through the roof. They're so expensive. So why not make it an educational theme? Dress as your, your role model and we'll make the co- some costumes homemade and make them out of cardboard. And so then everybody's you're you're incorporating a lesson and you can write a little something or give a little presentation my one son in his eighth grade year they had a shakespeare they did all um authors 
and they did they focused on Shakespeare. It was a blast. And kids were performing and doing poetry. And it was it was a lot of fun. You could have fun with it, make it educational. And so to me, I just think, really, this is a great opportunity, an educational opportunity where the kids can still dress up, they can still have fun. And that way, if parents can't come or parents can't afford those expensive costumes, no worries. And you're not wasting a school day either. So I just went through, I think I just debunked pretty much every point they have. But the bottom line here is none of this has to do with what's happening. This is just canceling out something because it's not quote unquote inclusive. It's not cool. And so they're saying, nope, can't do it. And by the way, some kids, you know, they want to be a princess, but they can't dress up as a princess. I don't know. I I just, this is, this to me is maybe, maybe two or three parents getting upset. And by the way, in the news business, when there are things, you know, whether I was anchoring the news on the Fox 10 o'clock news at Fox 29 here locally, or even now when the Zioli show was in the afternoon, do you know how much I missed and how bad I felt and guilty I felt? But my husband could go when he was at work, then I would have other parents take pictures for me. That's life. But you always connect with another parent and say, can you take pictures of my kid? So to cite the fact that not every parent can go and that's the definition of not being inclusive, give me a break. I I just don't accept this at all. It's it's ridiculous. And so who complained? I want to know who complained and why these parents who already bought, who already forked out the money for a special costume and looked forward to this tradition, particularly after we've been shut down post, you know, now we're coming out of the pandemic and it's the first one for a lot of kids and it gets canceled. That's baloney. It's ridiculous. And I know that Amy Buckman, who was, remember, she was the reporter at 6ABC long time and she got this job. I think she's doing an A plus terrific job of floating the, the reasons as to, as to the why. And so I'm not criticizing her because I think she is the mouth you know, the mouthpiece, as it were, for the district. But the district is bending over backwards because a few people complained that it's either not not inclusive or that they don't want it for whatever reasons. There's a way to be creative and, in fact, utilize a, a widely celebrated holiday as an educational tool. And as a day, the kids can look forward to this. But instead, nope, the answer is, Sorry, kids, not going to do it. I'll follow this one because I will be curious if the parents win over on this one because parents that I'm talking to are not happy and I don't believe they're going to back down. 855-839-1210 is the number to call if you want to weigh in. I'm on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. The Dawn Show continues right after this. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more 
game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So the city of Philadelphia holding celebrations for Indigenous People's Day. I know that we have uh, Bill in Montgomery County. You wanted to talk about Columbus Day in New York and Philadelphia? Yeah, hey, Dawn. How are you doing this morning? Good. Thanks for calling in, Bill. Yes. Um, I couldn't help but Google, and I know in New York City, the Columbus Day Parade has always been a big deal, Mm -hmm. to see if it's still called the Columbus Day Parade, and indeed it is. So I'm just wondering, why is that good enough for New York City, as diverse as New York City is, but we have to have the Italian-American parade here yesterday? Um, I wonder why that is. Yeah, I think it's the difference of leadership, ultimately. Exactly. You know, and the the irony is Jim Kenney is you know, born and raised in South Philadelphia. So he, I'll tell you what. People, a lot of people in South Philadelphia are not happy with Jim Kenny right now. Not happy. And and not just that, but in South Philadelphia, remember when the stores were being threatened during the the um, riots that were not peaceful protests and people showed up with baseball bats to to uh, stand outside their business to make the message that, you know, you're not going to vandalize my business and Jim Kenny came out and called them the criminals. So this just goes on and on. And I, yeah, I think, I, I you know, it's ridiculous. Agree. Yeah, I, I think it's, Jim Kenny. it's a combination of two things, and I'm sure you'll mostly agree with me, that he's basically weak. You know, he's not a strong leader in any sense. And in some weird way, he's almost like, you know, uh, thumbing his nose at Italian-Americans. Mm-hmm. And especially for living in South Philly, um, it makes it even worse. I mean, how could he not know living in South Philly South Philly, yeah. um, you know, how important that is to Italian-Americans and Italians that, Americans that live in South Philly. So, um, like I said, it comes back, like to your point, it comes back to leadership. Yeah, and, and we should all, and here's the thing, I believe, and Bill, I thank you for your phone call. Here's what I believe as, as we look at on this October 10th, this morning, the 78th Annual Columbus Day Parade on Fifth Avenue in New York City. It's a beautiful day for it. Every, you know, everybody's out lining the streets. And that's the nation's largest celebration of Italian-American heritage and culture. So it's fun. They also have a German-American parade. They have, you know, they have all kinds of parades. But why? What's wrong with this positive energy parade celebrating the heritage of Italian-Americans? But in the city of Philadelphia, and, and I am, I'm disappointed that Jim Kenney would go along with this. Again, I have zero problem with the fact that we we in cele- that we celebrate indigenous people in this country. Yeah, sure, that's great. That's beautiful. By the way, look up all the all that you can learn from and now you're going to 
chuckle at me, but what we can learn from Native Americans farming pumpkin seeds, you know, the pumpkins, that is something that's indigenous to America, North America, and our culture, and that was thanks to the indigenous people here. They taught the colonials that, and it was a game changer in the fight against disease. So just in the way they farmed, in the way that they made sure that they didn't ravage the land, I mean, it's really a wonderful culture. So I'm for the history. I'm for the education. We don't have to cancel one out to celebrate the other. And we see this time and time again. And think about, for example, what's happening with girls and women. So for some reason, it's not good enough to just say, oh, well, we want to, we want to celebrate somebody who's a trans athlete. But in fact, we have to tr- just trample all over the rights and equal opportunities for women and girls, for example, in sports, because we want to bring up another group. No. In this country, what do we celebrate? What is it about us that's so unique in the world? Why is it right now that people by the tens of thousands, not that I'm condoning this because you know I'm not, but why do people want to come here and why are they sneaking into this country and risking life and limb to do so? Because this is the greatest place on earth. It really is. And, and part of that is the opportunity, the land of opportunity, that no matter who you are, no matter what family you're born into, that you have the opportunity to get a job, to start a business, to speak freely. It's such a blessing. And so it's, it's just ironic and tragic all at once that we have a, a leadership that's low quality leadership here in Philadelphia that makes zero sense that, that wants to put down Italian-Americans and their culture to bring up another. It's not necessary. And this never works. It always backfires. You know why? Because people who get it, people who are other groups of people who've been downtrodden or, you know, suffered violence in the past, like African-Americans or Asian-Americans, they get it. Those are the ones who support it support having the celebration of culture, whether it's an Italian-American or whether you're Asian-American, whether you're indigenous, an indigenous person, now an indigenous American, as it were, African-American, etc. And yet they just don't seem to get it. And why? Because of exactly what Bill said, people who are just weak and also people who are not able to lead based on what they know, the confidence of their own belief system. So they're being spoon-fed some baloney by a tiny, tiny group of people. And a lot of those people are, you know, billionaires who happen to live out in, you know, California on the West Coast. And that's what bothers me too. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. Represent the people within your city, Mayor Jim Kenney. But that's not what he's doing. He's just placating a few people and by doing so, you know, putting down and discriminating ultimately against a huge group of Americans who just want to celebrate their culture and get that parade. And what a beautiful day when kids are off school to go out to to a parade, a celebration. It's a bunch of baloney, if you ask me. All right, Anthony, do we need to take a quick break here? Yes, we'll take a quick break and I'll see you around the corner. Yes, this is World Mental Health Day, 
It's interesting to me that we call it everything else. It's World Mental Health Day. It's the kickoff to Pride Week in Philadelphia. It's Indigenous Peoples Day. But in Philadelphia, don't say Columbus Day because Philadelphia no longer calls it such, doesn't celebrate it. So we're trying to turn around some sound from what Mayor Jim Kenney said moments ago as he kicked off the Indigenous Peoples Day celebrations here but I know some of you still want to sound off on this 855-839-1210. Who do we have, Anthony? Uh, we have Anthony in New Jersey. Anthony on Anthony. Hey, hey, Anthony. Hey, Dawn, how you doing? Good. Dawn, first of all, I just want to tell you, I love your show. I got 1210 on 24-7, you know, all day, all night. I think you guys are really great. Thank but, you. But um, the point I'm, I, I, I want to make is Jim Kenny. I was just on Facebook. Now, you want to talk about how much of an instigator he is. He puts up, or his ghostwriter puts up a post and says, with a photo, today marks the anniversary of Octavius V. Cotto's death. Cotto was an activist, educator, scholar, who was assassinated for protecting the rights to vote. Okay, I don't have any problem with anybody celebrating their heritage. Why does he snub the Italians? Exactly. Like... This guy, well, first of all, I, I have no problem to tell you, I can't, I can't stand him. So, I mean, that's, the, that's one of the first things. But the point with him is, you know, he snubs the Italians. He was calling the people that were protecting their homes vigilantes. But then he, him or his ghostwriter puts up posts like this. Like, he makes it so obvious. And he's a coward. Like, anytime there's a confrontation He's always like hiding under his girlfriend's bed. He's always running. <laughs> you know, I, no, but I, I mean, right, I know it's funny. And I go on his Twitter page and on Facebook and, you know, I just tell him like how I feel, even like um, the three council people, you know, you got Jamie, Gauthier, Helen Jim, mm-hmm. and uh, Kendra Brooks. They make me laugh too. They go and put up posts on their Facebook page and Twitter pages. We got to stop the violence. We got to stop the violence. But then they support Krasner. Exactly. I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it just it just sounds like to me that he definitely has a vendetta against a certain group of people. And I'm Italian. And personally, I mean, having that Columbus statue in a, a you know, a 50 sheet of plywood box, which is going to be Kenny's legacy. It's insult to me. Everybody used to be able to, to um, you know, um, celebrate their heritages before him and his henchmen came along and then the whole climate of the city changed. I don't know. It just like really, you know, it, it, it makes me very angry to, to see like what he does, but that was my rant on. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I could go on, but you're exa- uh, no, you're exactly right. <laughs> you know, you're exactly but you do a great right, job. Anthony. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Anthony. You do a great job. Thanks. <laughs> so we'll follow up. We'll try to turn that one around. Anthony, do you have sound from that yet? No, we're trying to turn it around for you. So we'll get it. Moving forward, I mentioned it's World Mental Health Day is today. I don't know if you knew this. Monday, October 10th, 2022, World Mental Health Day. And as we think about this seriously, look at what happened during the pandemic and the shutdowns. And we keep we continue to learn all about this. And it's upside down land, as I as you know, that I call it because why everything that we were told We've now been told, nope, that wasn't quite right. Or, nope, the evidence and the science don't support that. 
look at what's happening with anxiety and depression disorders increasing more than 25% during the first year of the pandemic. This is the World Health Organization. This is not, you know, I mean, this is this is something worldwide. In our region, as I've told you, the CHOP docs at the CHOP Policy Lab, that's why they've been very concerned because we see cases, particularly for children, preteens and teens, through the roof as, as we see it rise much more than 25%. And it, it's, it's tragic. So COVID-19 worsened the mental health crisis. In many cases, I think, created a mental health crisis for a whole lot of people. And on top of it, we have, we have all of this nonsense, even, even like this, for people who, and let's say grandparents and uh, who were separated from their grandkids, that was one of the things we heard about. And so they've been separated from their kids. They're looking forward to what? Going to the school to see them at their cute little, you know, parade where they're dressed up in their Halloween costume. That's why all of this has to stop. It's lunacy. And where does it end? And, you know, one parent had, had said to me, you know, what, what about Valentine's Day? Are they going to now say, no, not Valentine's Day? In some municipalities, what about canceling Mother's Day or Father's Day? Because, you know, we should have uh, Pregnant Person's Day or we should have Parent's Day instead of Mother's Day. Now, that insults me. I feel very triggered by that. Not really, but I, but, I mean, not, not that I'm a triggered person. I'm not. I'm not an angry person. But, you know, I really cherish, I still have the little crafts and arts that my kids made when they were little and they would, they would always make a point to make a, a nice card in their little like, cute handwriting or make a little pottery something. And it, it was wonderful. And I, and I still have all those things. I still have the collection. and I, It takes me back. But they want to take all of that from us. Why? So ultimately to me, when I, when I look at this and say, well, how does this make sense? To me, some of the people who are pushing for some of these changes – feel, feel a, a genuine need to do so and have their own personal reasons. I'll simply say overall, what I see here is a push to push kids away from parents and to separate families and separate out families. It's a push for the government ultimately to get inside, whether it's inside your family, inside your kid's school, right? taking away holidays, taking away traditions. What does all that mean in the big picture, in the big scheme? I think ultimately, you know, the government wants to control us, wants to have say over our lives, our kids, everything. They want to get into your bank account, your bedroom, everything. And if you want to know how consistent I am, I can, I can take you back years ago, years ago, uh, the first time I filled in on a talk radio station, even before seven years ago when I debuted here on WPHT, or if you're listening on Odyssey on the free app, and I thank you wherever you're listening. But I'm pretty consistent on this that I don't believe, for example, that we should have the government issuing a marriage license. Why? Why would you say that, Dawn? You're, you've been married to Larry Menti. You can find him on Twitter at Larry Menti, and you can bust his chops if you wish or ask him about it, he'll tell you. I've been consistent. Why? Because back in the day, who took 
charge of these marriage licenses? Well, your local synagogue, your local church, right? That's who took care of it. The government had no say in a marriage license. Why did the government get involved in something like a marriage license? Well, because it was racist. Because ultimately, they did not want interracial marriages. That's when this happened. Did you know that? So in other words, the government decided, well, you have to go through us. You have to get a marriage license because we, they, we want to make sure that we don't have any interracial marriages. So a white person is not allowed to marry a black or brown person. A black person is not allowed to marry a brown or white person, etc., etc. That's why they created the marriage license. It was also a way for lawyers to get involved, for the government to get involved. They want to know where the money is. And then they want to get involved in, in, in the kids. Well, how many you know kids are in the family and the custody battles and the divorce battles? And now we know your assets. And here we go. It's a domino effect. So what I'm for, yes, you can have a civil proceeding, a civil license, and that protects you legally. But the government should have no place ever in your bedroom, in your bank account, in any of this. So when I think about this and when I really look at it and I sit back and say, okay, what makes sense? I know that one party sometimes more than the other wants more government involvement and big government especially. But what is this all about? Tell me if you agree or disagree, 855-839-1210. And you might think it's controversial, but I want you to just think about this for a moment. Think about this. If we looked at divorce stats among people who are faith-based and have a ceremony with their family and their friends in front of, in other words, they're faith-based, whether it's the synagogue, the church, the parish, etc., or the, or, the, or the mosque, choose, choose that. If you actually look at divorce rates among people who were married according to their faith and in their place of worship, the divorce rate all of a sudden is very different. So again, when we look at the national stats, we go, oh, well, my goodness, more than 60% of people are divorced. Nope, not according to faith. So faith matters, family matters. And so why is it that the government wants to break all of that up? And they want to come in between you and your family. They want to come in between you and your children because they want that control. That's what this is all about. And so it's like chipping away a little bit at a time, getting us all distracted, getting us all fired up. In the meantime, the career politicians, and take your pick, R's or D's, the career politicians look at their website. They raise money, and they raise a lot of money, especially over the really incendiary causes, right, and issues. But we have to be smarter than that. We have to be bigger than that. We have to look at the big picture and say, no, we're not going to let the government get even bigger and more bloated. From time to time, I'll tell you what the national debt is. It's Monday, so I don't even want to look because <laughs> it just keeps upticking. It's historic. And then you look at the budgets. There was a report, I'll talk about New Jersey coming forward, but you know how much New Jersey spent even five years ago 
on their on the budgets and how that's just being bloated. This is big government and career politicians. And they don't put us first. The government is what? We the people. We should be in charge. And every step of the way, you know, we have to look at the best ones, who you want to vote for, who protects your freedom, and who's going to take it away. And that's what this is all about. It's pretty basic. So just look to that. Which party takes away more of your freedoms? And that's what's at stake. I'm Dawn Stensland. You can find me on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. 855-839-1210 is the number to call. And the Dawn Show continues right after this. So former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie making some headlines, which is what he obviously hoped for as he said he was open to another run for the White House in 2024. Of course, Governor Christie, you know, former Governor Christie, he keeps trying to get his name in there, but he just doesn't show up in the polls ever. So, uh, you know, he was on Real Time with Bill Maher, which aired, of course, Friday, and, uh, you know, said that he's, yeah, yeah, that he, he would think about it or, you know, that he would love to do that. His Mets lost. And uh, I don't think, remember, we had that great Zioli bet with Chris Christie. But listen into this as specifically they're talking about the, the college debate and as they, that he gets a lot of agreement here. So listen in. This is um, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie on with Bill Maher. So there's an interesting story in this paper this week about this Dr. Maitland Jones. You guys have kids, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, kids, I love them. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to, do you? The, no. Uh, come on, crazy. Anyway, he, this is so. He's a professor. He's like not just a professor. He's kind of like a big deal in the world of organic chemistry. In fact, he wrote the textbook. Okay, he's semi-retired. He was at Princeton for years. Now he was at uh, NYU. I think as kind of a relaxed sort of professorship. But he was like the man. I remember when I was at Cornell, there was a dude like that in the English department. He had wrote the textbook and he was like very respected. We all we thought he was a thousand years old. This guy I'm sure is too. Anyway, uh, his course is hard because organic chemistry is hard. These are, and it's, these are kids trying to become doctors. This is pre-med. You've got to know your chemistry. So the course is so hard, they put out a petition asking for him to be fired. And, of course, the school said, no. I'm joking. The school said, of course we will. <laughs> and they fired this guy for having a course. And it's so interesting. He said after COVID, the kids came back. He said not only did they not study, they seemed to not know how to study. He said they were misreading exam questions at an astonishing rate. So we can talk about COVID in a minute and whether we handled that right. But for now, I just want to ask about the kid question and what's going on in college's question. Because it does seem to me that the inmates have taken over the asylum. (laughs) Okay. What What if this isn't the kids, this is the parents? And actually what's happened is that American universities have become so expensive, it's like... What, 60,000? By the way, you can go to Cambridge University in the UK for 20,000. So if anyone's looking for a bargain, head over there. But if you are a parent, and they referred to the parents, the people who pay the tuition fees is what the email firing this guy referred to. And actually, it's all these parents saying, hold on a second, this is a crappy deal. I'm paying $60,000 a year, and little Johnny just failed organic chemistry. I want a better product. And I'm going to put this as much on the parents as on the kids, that they're the ones that are starting to say... 
you know, we have to have our kids pass everything. Your kid doesn't pass, he shouldn't pass because he probably shouldn't become a doctor. Yeah. I mean, this is doing no favors to the children. And by the way, bring down the cost of American universities. This, this, this is the absolutely foreseeable result of the Participation Trophy Society yeah. that these kids started. Right? Everyone's a winner. Right when they were playing six and seven year old soccer. Everybody had to get a trophy, right? Now those six and seven year olds who are all getting the trophies are now at NYU. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I've got to pass organic chemistry by studying. Just give me my grade and let me go on. And it is, we've done this. And I agree with Caddy, the, the parents who are running the soccer leagues set up this thing where, oh, I don't want to, I don't want my child to have disappointment. I don't want them to be fail at anything. And so the, my remedy for this, Bill, was I've made all of my children New York Met fans so they know pain and disappointment <laughs> from the very beginning. That last part's great. Yeah, with Chris Christie. <laughs> yeah. But the bottom line, even the New York Times wrote about this, that, you know, here's this highly respected, highly regarded professor, Maitland Jones Jr., and he was fired, which is unbelievable. New York University, a major university, Firing this guy after 82 of 350 students in his organic chemistry class, huge class, they signed a petition expressing concerns about the effectiveness of his teaching. Why? Because they received low scores on exams and some withdrew because why? It was too hard. And so if you think about organic chemistry, an organic chemist, they make um, things like food additives they come up with. They invent things. For example, let's say, you know, think of the the hundreds of millions of people who have diabetes, type 1 or type 2. Thanks to organic chemistry, they've come up with really healthy uh, substitutes that they put in food that can make them low carb or low sugar, and that leads to healthier individuals. That's just one of the many examples I can give you. But organic chemistry, they come up with medications, prescriptions, shampoo, I mean, name it, and they've come up with it. And so this class, it's an entry-level class. That's why it's a huge class. So it's one of those huge lecture halls, 350 students, and it's intended to do what? To weed out those who can't handle it. Because what they're saying is this intro-level class, if you can't pass this, there's no way you could be a chemist. And we need in this country to have people who are high-quality chemists. This is where cures are, are, you know, these, these are the people that we count on to come up with actual cures for diseases or treatments. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's good for our country as we compete against other countries that thrive in this area, for example. Why do you think we have such a focus on STEM and STEM classes? Because in America, we are, especially after the pandemic and the shutdowns, but even before that, other countries, such as Asian cu- cultures, do, are far superior in their educational systems. And so this is one of those cases where I'm sure that Professor Maitland Jones Jr., who, by the way, used to work at, I know, at, uh, teach at Princeton, I'm sure will land another job for sure. But this is a sin. And we should look at this and condemn this kind of behavior. It's, uh, it's terrible. It's bad for America. And it's bad for our future. All right, before I go away, because I have some family members, children who were born with autism, and my husband and I, we always, you know, every year support 
uh, the efforts to support autistic kids. But listen, and this is the, the Eagles. I think this is terrific that our Philadelphia Eagles are such role models and leaders in this area as we think about um, autism now and all the different autism um, agencies that raise money, but also really raise the spirits for families and children born with autism. So listen in. This is a great report from NBC10 on our Eagles and supporting autism. I'm just a mom who is trying to make a place in the world for her daughter. Meet Lauren Talley. She's Olivia's mom. And Olivia is the inspiration for Team Olivia and beyond. First time participants in last year's Eagles Autism Challenge. Everything we thought it would be and more. The Tally's road to this moment began a few years ago. She was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder in July of 2020, shortly after she turned two years old. And, you know, no mother or parent wants to hear, you know, that their child has autism. And it was at an Eagles game that these longtime season ticket holders found inspiration. We're sitting in our seats and a big advertisement came across the, um, the TV in the stadium about the Eagles Autism Foundation. And my brother was sitting there with me, with my husband and my dad. And he looked at me and said, we should create a team for Olivia and, and participate this year. And I looked at him, I said, yes, we should. They became involved with Eagles Autism Foundation, working with the foundation to invite Swoop to Olivia's grade school as part of a fundraiser where the kids at this Catholic school got to dress down in Eagles clothing for the day. Welcome to St. Thomas! Oh my goodness, were they excited. It did exactly what the goal of the day was. It's bringing awareness, students asking questions. Hey, Swoop, what are you listening to? Actually, he's not listening to music. Those are sensory noise-canceling headphones. All those questions that you, you want children to ask, they were asked that day, and it, it served its purpose. Yeah, so it's a beautiful thing, whether it's the Eagles Autism Awareness Fundraisers or across our region as well. And, of course, uh, Mike Seafood Polar Bear Run Walk for Autism is one that I always talk about in New Jersey every February, which uh, supports my niece, my beautiful niece, Karamia. So it's, a, it's really wonderful to be part of this. And if that impacts you or your family, I just strongly suggest getting out and supporting these different you know, autism um, fundraisers and awareness walks and runs gets you out and is really a celebration of differently abled kids. So I just, I love it. But we're always part of the, the Mike Seafood Polar Bear Run Walk and as well those in Philadelphia and the Eagles. I love that they took this up. I know Jason Kelsey had been really involved with that and attended bar for the autism fundraiser in Sea Isle last year. And I guess he's going to be back again too, CL City. So we'll follow that one for you. Dom Giordano is, uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Where is Dom Giordano on location reporting? Live. On location uh, <laughs> due to construction difficulties, block Uh-oh. of the roads. Don. So Dawn, I'm going to talk about a tweet I put out. What Columbus did is like going to the moon, except he landed on Mars and murdered rape people. That's what someone responded to it. What I put up was, what Columbus did is like going to the moon for the first time, but more dangerous. Ah, the Dom Giordano Show is up next. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. 
But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, Mom and Dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.